Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, Intimacy Intensive Part 2. Today, we're going to be talking about what's actually attractive to your wife. In part one, we talked about the three mistakes men make. We're going to review that briefly today. Um, but today, we're going to talk about what your wife actually is attracted to and how you can build uh, build that attractiveness in yourself. So my name is Mike Fraser, MD. I am a psychiatrist and marriage coach for men, and I help uh, high-achieving men have more intimate marriages. So again, here are the mistakes, and we covered this last time. You can review uh, last week's episode if you want more detail on this. But what you're trying now to have more intimacy is probably one of three things. Uh, number one is the mosquito method. This method is all about happy wife, happy life. So you try to do nice things for her, but you expect her to do something nice for you in return. So you do the dishes, you clean, you do nice things, and then you expect her to be sexually attracted to you. Fortunately, it doesn't quite work that way. And you get upset, frustrated, you blow up, you get mad, maybe you turn to pornography or maybe even have an affair because you're so upset that you've done so much for her and she hasn't really done much for you. So that's the mosquito method, the mosquito cycle. Approach two is the pout method. So you, you approach your wife for sex. She says no. Then you act all hurt and sad and um, offended. And then maybe she kind of pities you and then has basically pity sex with you. So it kind of works, but at the end of the day, she's pretty turned off by that. <clears throat> you will not see that approach in any romantic movie. You won't see the lead male character in a movie built for women um, using that method. The last approach that guys use often is the you owe me method. So this is like, hey, listen, you know, look, I paid for the bills. I, you know, have committed to you sexually. I had other options. I chose you. It's your job to take care of me sexually. Right. So this approach, again, it can kind of work. You can sort of guilt your wife into having sex with you. It's kind of like the pout method, but more like aggressive and entitled. Um, and your wife might have sex with you, but she's going to resent it. You know, if she feels like you, you know, act like you, she owes it to you or that you basically purchased it by paying for the house or the car or whatever, you're basically treating her like a prostitute in that situation. And so, yeah, she might go along with it, but she's not really going to be turned on by that. Okay. The main problem with all these guys, they're based on neediness, they're based on weakness, and they're based on selfishness. And all of those are extremely unattractive to your wife. So just as a, a review of the mosquito cycle, right? You do something nice for her. You expect back attention, appreciation, and affection. You get mad when you don't get attention, appreciation, and affection. You know, and she might return the favor with sex or with saying thank you for a little while, but then she knows, hey, this guy's a mosquito, right? He's just doing this because he wants something from me. So eventually she stops giving you what you're hoping for. That's when you get mad, okay? That's when you explode. You yell, you get upset. You say, I'm not going to help you anymore. Uh, you turn to pornography, whatever, right? And then you feel guilty and you do something nice again. This is kind of the most common cycle I see in high achieving guys that are having issues with intimacy in their marriage. That's why I wanted to just kind of point out that cycle again, but again, it's weak, it's needy, and that's what turns her off. Okay. So if this is what turns women off, okay, here's what women actually always have been attracted to. 
they always have been, always will be attracted to strength. Okay. So neediness, weakness is the opposite, right? That's why it's such a turnoff. Women, they're attracted to strength. Okay. Mosquito method, the pout method, you owe me method. They are the exact opposite, right? They're, I mean, the you owe me is sort of like, it's kind of like posing as strength, but really it's not because it's basically just, you know, demanding and we'll get into, we'll get into it more why it's so actually needy and eternal. So in the past, men could kind of get away with just being physically strong or financially strong and attract a woman, attract a woman to them through that. Right. So like in like caveman days or like really old times, it was like, can my husband fight off a saber tooth tiger? Can he keep my children safe? Could he beat down an attacker that came, right? Can he go hunt and get the food that we need? Okay. So even in more recent times, like 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe even 70s a little bit, right? It it was mainly a question of, can my husband provide a home, provide a safe environment and provide some comforts for me, right? The husband could do that. Sort of the overall thought was, well, just kind of put up with everything else, right? You don't really need to be friends. You don't really need to be intimate. Just, you know, have sex with your husband, make the food, keep him happy, right? So that he'll provide for you financially because women didn't really have a lot of opportunities to provide for themselves financially, at least not at a high level. So that's how men could kind of get away with just being financially strong in old times, you know, or older times. But the problem now is in modern times, women, they can provide for themselves financially. They have plenty of opportunity to basically get whatever they want, at least whatever they need financially. But here's the thing, right? They're still attracted to strong men. Women, they always have been, always will be attracted to strength. But now physical strength by itself just isn't going to cut it, right? Or financial strength by itself is not going to cut it. You need to have strength across all areas as a man, okay? So what are those areas? Those areas of a just a person in general, they are spiritual, okay? Mental, emotional, physical, and sexual, okay? So, and this is what we build on in the strongman system. That's what the strongman system is all about, building it across all these areas. We have certain levels we try to achieve across it. It's really fun. Uh, It's going to be a good time for the people that join. But even if you don't join, just understand, right? To be attractive to your wife, you need to be strong in these areas. So today what we're going to be talking about is spiritual strength, which in my opinion, it's the deepest and most important type of strength. Okay. So for a Christian person, if you're a Christian person, this includes a connection with God and Christ, with Jesus, right? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So look, if you're a Christian person and maybe you have not built that connection as much lately, or maybe it's kind of slipped lately, you know, the more you connect with that through prayer, through scripture study, through service to others, okay? As you do that by another, so I just read a a really good book called Beautiful Outlaw by John Eldridge, just kind of trying to understand who Jesus is more. uh, And it's kind of like inviting him into your life. The more you do that, okay, a lot of really good things start happening. You start having this spiritual strength, which I define spiritual strength in a couple, in a few ways, but one of them is just having a strong sense of self-worth, okay? 
So when you're a Christian, you, if you believe in Jesus, you believe that he, a perfect person, died for you, right? That you have so much value that God himself would sacrifice, you know, for you, sacrifice his son for you, sacrifice himself for you. Jesus would sacrifice himself. God would sacrifice his son, right? Like that's powerful to know that you have that much value as a person. And then to invite Christ into your life. Like as I've done that more and more lately, I see like I'm able to accomplish more things, right? Because Christ gives me that strength. So, you know, if you are a Christian person, reconnecting with that is so big, right? The other reason why it's so big is we're going to see this as we're going to point this out. But when you don't feel great about who you are as, as a person, you look for external validation for that. Okay. And one of the biggest places you look for it is from your wife. So really the mosquito cycle, you want attention, appreciation, and sex because you really just want to feel good about yourself, right? You want from the outside, you want someone to tell you that you're worthy, that you're worthwhile, that you're valuable. Okay. That's what the mosquito is all about. Okay. It's about you feeling better about who you are. So instead, if you already feel good about who you are, then you can go out and you can serve the people around you, including your wife. You can connect with her. You can have fun with her. And you're not so worried about her making you feel good through sex or through attention or through appreciation. Okay. That's why it's so big to be able to connect with God, connect with Christ and feel that value through them. Cause then you're not trying to get it so much through your wife. Now, if you're not a Christian person, the same principle applies. You know, you're going to need to feel good about who you are as a person. Um, and you're going to need to feel your value as a person, not from other people and definitely not from your wife because it just doesn't work. Um, so you can connect with just knowing you're a perfectly evolved human. You can connect with the idea that you, you know, are a man of your word. That's another big part of spiritual strength is being honest, being in integrity, uh, knowing what you want to accomplish and working towards it, being a man on a mission. All that's part of spiritual strength and what we work on in the strongman system. But doing this, right, having this spiritual strength, this base, it is huge. It is so important. That's why we're talking about it here. Because I want you to walk away from today, whether you join the strongman system or not, having some tools and having some ability to change your life and change your marriage for the better. Guys, this is the core of it. This is the base of it. If you feel good about who you are as a person, if you know what you want in life, you're working towards it. If you're a man of your word, you're honest. Guys, you are solid, right? You're not trying to get your worth from your wife. You're going to be in such a good place, okay? So again, I talked a little bit about the spiritual strength, but it's how we see ourselves and others. So one of the biggest shifts you're going to need to make, right, is to increase intimacy with your wife you'll need to change from seeing her as an object to seeing her as a person. Now, this concept comes from a couple of books, Leadership and Self-Deception and The Anatomy of Peace by the Arbinger Institute. 100% recommend getting those books, going through them. They are some of the most influential for me as far as the way that I see my wife, the way that I see other people. It just helps so much. <laughs> and we're going to cover the principles today, but you know, for a, a even deeper understanding, they tell lots of good stories. They are great, great books. Um, again, leadership and self-deception and the anatomy of peace by the Arbiter Institute. We go through them in the program too, but um, here's kind of the, the main idea. We can see the people around us again, as people or as objects, but we're going to look at sex specifically. So when it comes to sex, you're probably viewing your wife as an object. 
So there's three types of ways we can see our wife as an object. She can be a vehicle to get you what you want. So when it comes to sex, your wife can be a physical vehicle, right? Meaning she's the vehicle to get you to an orgasm, okay? Or you can see her as an obstacle, right? So if she won't have sex with you, you start seeing her as an obstacle. She's in the way of me having an orgasm because she won't participate sexually with me, okay? So then you get mad at her, right? When you see her as a vehicle, you're kind of like trying to manipulate her. You're trying all this mosquito method. You're trying the pout method. You're trying the you owe me method to get that orgasm from her, right? You see her as the vehicle. And then when she doesn't do it, you see her as an obstacle. So you get mad, right? That's the second part of the mosquito cycle where you yell at her or you pout or you, you know, turn to pornography or other, or other women, right? We'll get into that a little bit more in a second, but... <clears throat> Again, that, that's mainly the physical part. So you're seen as a vehicle for the physical aspect of sex, which is the orgasm, which feels great, right? It does. Physically, it feels very good. So that's the seeing her physically as an object, okay? A vehicle to get you an orgasm or an obstacle in the way of your orgasm or irrelevant to your orgasm, which means you get sick of her and then you turn to pornography or something else, okay? So the other way you can see your wife as an object with sex is, you know, when she does choose to have sex with you, you can, that can help you feel loved. It can help you feel like a man. It can help you feel good enough. It can help you feel accepted, right? So, because those things happen, you know, when we have sex with our wife, we do feel those things. We do feel loved. We do feel good. Um, We do feel like a man. But here's the thing. If you're trying to feel good enough. If you're trying to feel loved, if you're trying to feel like a man, just from your wife, again, you're seeing her as an object, right? She's a vehicle to get you those things. You're trying to, from the outside, make yourself feel good enough, accepted, loved like a man. Okay. That's what's such a turnoff, right? You're trying to suck those things off of her. You're trying to get her to validate you instead of you coming in already feeling loved, already feeling like a man, already feeling good enough, already feeling accepted. And then you're there to give to her instead of take from her, okay? So again, when you see her as that object sexually in the emotional realm, okay, you're trying to get her to make you feel good about yourself. And if she doesn't, now you're mad because she's an obstacle, right? She's in the way. If she would just have sex with me, I could finally feel like a man. I could finally feel good enough. And you start getting mad and resentful and all of that, right? So then there's irrelevant again, where this is where men will turn maybe to an emotional affair, right? Or a sexual affair, Um to feel good enough to, to feel like a man, right? They start chatting with a girl at work, right? Or at the church even start saying, oh yeah, my wife doesn't really appreciate you and appreciate me. And she's like, oh, well, you're so wonderful. I can't believe that she would say that. Yeah, well, you know, thanks for saying that, right? And it turns into her building up your ego, right? Her kind of quote unquote meeting those emotional needs. And then you're, you, you got a problem, right? You're, you're having this emotional affair and you are in trouble um, for a couple of reasons. One is you're being unfaithful to your wife. So you're being spiritually weak because you have broken a very important promise to your wife and to yourself to be faithful to her. Um, the other reason it's never going to work, though, is it's built on the same concept. You're treating this new emotional affair person like an object. OK, she's a vehicle to helping you feel loved and all this. And as soon as that goes away, OK, she's an obstacle. She's going to eventually pick up that you're kind of needy and weak and you're in this mosquito cycle, right? You have to change internally for this pattern to change. 
You have to feel good enough about yourself already to create a new relationship. It's truly intimate. Okay. And that is truly attractive to your wife. Okay. All right. And so again, we talked about irrelevant. If you kind of stop even considering your wife, you say, fine, she won't give me an orgasm. I'll, I'll watch pornography. Right. Or, um, she won't, you know, make me feel loved or whatever. I'll turn to an emotional affair or, you know, flirting online or whatever. Right. <clears throat> or even a sexual affair with another woman. Okay. That's when you go to irrelevant. So again, you need to notice that these don't really have anything to do with her. They're all about you. They're selfish, right? That you want the orgasm. You want to feel loved. You want to feel good enough, okay? Now, what you might tell me is, hey, Mike, no, listen, listen. I want to have sex with my wife, but I I just want her to enjoy it, right? I really just want her to have an orgasm. I want her to uh, feel great about sex, okay? But here's the thing, right? If you find yourself being sort of like obsessed with her satisfaction or orgasm. Like, was that good for you? Is that good for you? Is that okay? Right? And you're noticing that's turning her off. All right? It's because, again, you're trying to have her orgasm make you feel like a man or make you feel good enough. It's actually still selfish because you're trying to manage your, you know, sense of sexual prowess or your, you know, sexual power or whatever through her orgasm. So again, it's still seeing her as an object. You're trying to see, she's still a vehicle for you to feel sexually powerful, okay? So if you're like, was that good for you? Is that good for you to jab an orgasm, right? You're going to notice your wife doesn't like that. And you're like, well, why? I just care about her. I just want her to enjoy it. It's because she's picking up on the truth, which is you're treating her like an object. You're trying to have her validate that you are good enough sexually or mainly sexually in in this case, right? So again, that's why it's turning off is because you're treating her like an object. You're trying to feel good about yourself through her. Okay. You're trying to get her to make you feel good about yourself, which is impossible and turns her off and it's weak. Okay. You're still in mosquito mode, right? That her orgasm actually is a way for you to get, you know, that attention, appreciation, affection, that feeling good about who you are. Okay. So again, it's a sneaky, right? Because you could say, no, I just care about her. But if you're having sexual problems in your marriage, meaning you're not having good sex, it's not happening as much as you'd like, your wife is complaining about the way you're having sex, or, you know, it's because you're in mosquito mode. (laughs) It's because you are treating her like an object. Okay, just trust me on this one. So now we see the problems, right? So what do you do instead? Okay, so one of the biggest ones, okay? Again, if you're a, a spiritual Christian person, pray to see your wife like God sees her. So in my specific situation, my wife went through really terrible sexual abuse. Um, so that makes it difficult at times for her to really enjoy sex, right? She's had tough experiences with it. It's understandable. Sometimes that's frustrating also for me, right? But when I'm able to do this, right? Can I just see my wife as God sees her, right? One of the most powerful experience I had with this was I, I did that, right? She, she wasn't into sex for a long time. Now, again, I, I blamed her abuse for this forever, but a lot of it was not just her abuse. It was me, right? It was me doing all these things I'm teaching you guys about. It was me treating her like an object. It was me being superior to her. It was me being really, a lot of it boils down to this idea of treating her like an object, right? And when I shifted that, that's when things really changed, right? That's when, thing, that's when we could have 
both emotional, mental, and physical intimacy. That's great now. Um, and it wasn't for a long time. And again, I blamed her abuse and sure that was part of it, but a big part of it was me seeing and treating her like an object in all these ways I'm telling you about. Okay. I can explain these well because I lived them for many years and I want you to not have to go through as much time as I did <laughs> treating her in this way and then being mad because you know she's not responding. Okay. Again, strength is what's attractive. It feels better. It's more attractive to her. Neediness, weakness, seeing her as an object, that's what's unattractive and turning her off. Okay. So again, if you can pray to see your wife, pray to see your wife with God, sees her, right? Now you're starting to see her as a person, right? Now you can say, wow, you know, she's been through so much. Let me understand her. Let me serve her. Let me help her, right? And it's not, now listen, it's not about you. Listen to the difference in that. It's not, it's just seeing her as, wow, you know, this is a person that I can love and cherish and serve, right? It's not, oh, here's a person I can kind of like manipulate and do some things into, do some things so that she'll have sex with me or tell me that I'm great or whatever, right? Again, one's about her, the other one's about you. Okay, so pray to see her like God sees her. So yeah, I, I really saw her as someone who had been hurt so badly, um, you know, by her. And then later I, I came to the realization by me too, you know, especially if your wife has had any sexual abuse, she's been the only way she's been treated well, one of the big ways she's been treated is as an object for sex, right? People don't, abusers don't care about the person. They might act like they do, but they don't, right? You know, they're trying to use her just as an object for either just the orgasm or a sense of power or, right? I mean, it's all about that physical and emotional, what they get, right? What they get from the person, okay? So if you're acting in that way at all, it's going to it's not just, that's, that's what I'm saying, guys. It's not just the physical act of sex that is going to be triggering or that's going to make her say like, oh, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not into it. Sometimes it will be right. But the bigger part of it is how you are approaching it, right? If you're approaching it, like she's an object, that's going to be a huge turnoff to her. It's a turnoff, even if your wife has not had sexual abuse, but if she has guys, that's going to turn her off immediately because it's going to remind her of what she's been through. Okay of people that use her for sex, okay? Use her for it physically, use her for it emotionally, okay? So you can't be doing that. Especially if your wife has had sexual use, you cannot be doing that. And if you want to have a great intimate and sexual relationship, even if your wife hasn't, you can't do this, okay? It's not going to work. So again, pray to see your wife as God sees her. That can be a really powerful tool, okay? Then you want to apologize for the times that you have tried to use her sexually, physically, or emotionally. You can tell her, hey, listen, honey, you know, I listened to this podcast today or watched this video today and just realized, wow, you know, I really have been treating you like an object sexually. Like I've just been treating you like someone that I want an orgasm from, or I've been trying to feel good about myself by you having sex with me, right? Or I've been so focused on your orgasm because I want to feel for myself sexually powerful. It's not really about you. And I just realized that today. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to treat you that way. Okay, if you're able to do that, that's going to be really powerful for her. She's probably going to say, yeah, like she's not going to be surprised by it. <laughs> One of the things we do in the, the strong man's system is write an apology letter about this kind of thing and, and you know, other kind of things that we learn. You're not, you will not surprise your wife. Okay? You're not going to surprise her by the things that you say. Okay. Um, you know, even if, so some guys come in, they've had an affair and they might disclose it in the apology letter. Now you might surprise her with that kind of, but, you know, she probably suspected it. And, um, you know, by being 
honest in this way, right? It's powerful, right? You know, you, she already senses that you use her. Okay. She may not know the extent, right? Maybe you have hid the affair. Um, she may not realize that, but she already knows you're using her. She already knows your mosquito method. That's why she's not attracted to you. Okay. Okay. So, so you apologize to her, right? Then you find a deep and unfailing source for your self-worth. Okay. As a Christian guy, this is going to be Jesus as we've talked about. Okay. So you're not trying to get it from your wife. If you're not a Christian person, again, it's got to be from somewhere that's not just from her. Okay. So it's from you knowing who you are, knowing you have value, an infinite amount of value. You have an infinite amount of potential. Okay. Knowing what you want out of life, going towards it. Okay. Having a mission for your life, living in integrity to that. Okay. That's where real self-worth and spiritual strength comes from. Okay. So you shift it from trying to get that from your wife and you get it from a source that can actually keep giving it. I like to give the example of it's like if you're trying to get your worth, your value from your wife sexually or otherwise through attention or uh, affection or appreciation, right? It's kind of like you, you have a cup and your wife has a cup and you both have a little bit of water and you're asking her to dump out of her cup into yours, right? But eventually she gets empty, right? And she gets sick of it and she doesn't like it. But we both need water in our cup. So the best way to do it is to put that water cup under a fountain, right? Or under a sink, right? You turn that sink on and the water just keeps coming. That's what it's like to get your worth from God or from Christ, right? They don't run out, okay? So you, they can always help fill you up if you go that direction, okay? All right. So you get that worth, again, from an unfailing source instead of trying to get it from your wife, having her validate you through sex, okay? So then... A really important part of this is deciding how you want to use your sexuality. Look, it's part of who you are. You have a sex drive, but how do you want to use that in your life, right? So for me personally, it's to connect and have fun with my wife. That's how I want to use my sexuality, okay? So I don't just do that in sex, right? Throughout the day, I try to connect with her. I try to have fun with her. And I also try to serve her, right, again, from this person viewpoint, right? Not from the mosquito mindset, which is like, okay, serve her. So she'll give me something back. It's like, Hey, here's a woman. That's an important part of my life. I want to think about what I can do for her to help her out today. Okay. And it's about her and not me. Okay. And let's have fun. Let's joke around. Let's connect. Let's see what's going on with each other. Right. So as I'm able to do that all day with her, right. Sex comes pretty naturally as a result of that. Now you do need to have some skills of flirting and fun. And we talk about that in the strongman system, but the core of it really is this guys. Like if you have a good sense of who you are, right? You're not trying to manage that through your wife. You're able to connect, have fun with her. You have the communication skills to do that. The flirting skills to do that. Okay. If you're serving her, not from a place of, Oh, like, what am I going to get from this? But just like, Hey, here's someone that I can help take care of and then help out today. Okay. A good sex life where you connect and have fun with your wife through sex is going to be a natural extension of that, okay? It's an extension of that emotional and mental fun connection and service and spiritual, right? Serving someone, seeing them as God sees them, treating them kindly, serving them because you just want to do that, okay? And that's the spiritual connection and strength as well. So why does it work to do this, okay? Your wife, she responds to your intentions, more than anything else, right? You can wash the dishes. You can 
approach your wife for sex, you could say the exact same words, right? But your intention is what she's going to pick up on. So like, let's say washing the dishes. If your intention is to wash the dishes so she'll have sex with you, she knows it. She can sense it, right? Um, if you're approaching her for sex and your intention is to use her for an orgasm or to feel good about yourself, she knows it, right? Versus you're approaching her for sex because you want to connect with her. You want to have fun with her, right? You want to have this be something that's enjoyable. She senses that too, okay? And that's when she's attracted to you because of it, right? When you come at her and you already know, like, hey, I'm a good person. I feel my value, okay? I want to connect with you sexually because I want that to be part of our marriage and something that's that's fun for both of us, okay? She can sense that, and that's what's attracted to her, okay? So if you see and treat her as a person who you want to have fun with, you want to serve, you want to connect with, she's going to respond to that, okay? And again, it's going to flow throughout the day, right? So you're helping her out, you're having fun with her, you're connecting, you're joking around, you're having a good time. When it comes time to, you know, when it comes time to go to bed, right? And then you extend that to connect and have fun physically and sexually with her. It's going to be more natural. It's going to just make sense, okay? But if you see her as an object, okay, you're trying to use her sexually for an orgasm or to build up your ego, right? To feel good about yourself. Again, she knows it. She can sense it. She can sense those intentions, okay? She's going to be turned off by it. She doesn't like it. Maybe she gives in now and then, but it does not result in real passionate intimacy and connection, which is what you want. Okay. So David Schnarch once said, your wife can prop up your ego or your penis, but not both. Okay. So if you're trying to use your wife sexually so that you can feel good about yourself, she's just not going to be into it. Okay. She's not going to want it. Okay. When you know your own value, you don't rely on your wife to give it to you. And really, guys, that's a lot of what this object thing is about, right? Part of it can just be physical, for sure, right? You just want that orgasm. You want your wife to give it to you. We all have that sexual drive in us. You know, testosterone kind of just makes us think about sex and want it, okay? So if you're just using your wife for that, you know, she can sense that. Um, But again, a bigger part of this a lot of times is you're trying to use your wife if she'll have sex with you, you're like, oh, I can finally feel good about myself. I can finally feel like a man, right? You know, that just doesn't work. Okay, it just doesn't work. She doesn't, she's not really attracted to that. You want to come in there knowing you have value, knowing that you care about your wife, knowing that you want to connect with her, right? Even if she says no, you're going to be okay, right? So when you, if you come in knowing all that, it feels better, first of all, and it's much more attractive to her, okay? It feels better, it feels stronger, it is stronger, and that is what's attractive. Okay. All right, guys. So as a review, the mosquito, the pout method, and the Uomi method, they're all based on weakness, neediness, and selfishness. Okay. That's why they're such a turn off to your wife. What women are attracted to is strength. Okay. So your goal is to build up strength. Okay. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual. Again, you can't get away now with just being able to provide. Okay. Because women can basically provide for themselves now. So you need to build up strength across all these areas. Okay. Really spiritual strength. It is the base guys. So you want to get your self-worth and strength through Christ. If you're not a Christian person through, you know, being a perfectly evolved person or, or something that is infinite, right? Then you want to avoid and apologize for treating your wife as an object. Okay. Whether that's a vehicle, again, 
you know, wanting to get an orgasm for her, wanting to feel good about yourself or an obstacle getting mad when she won't give you that orgasm or she won't give you that, you know, validation that you're, you know, good and bad or whatever, or treating her as irrelevant, which is usually turning to pornography or another woman for sex. So instead you want to treat your wife as a person to connect, serve, and have fun with. Okay. So if you will do that, okay. So first you, you fill yourself up, right? You know that you don't need her to have sex with you to feel good about who you are, right? Instead, it's about connection with her. You see the difference? One is trying to suck something off of her, right? And one's trying to know and connect and understand and have fun with her, right? I mean, sex, it's, it's fun, right? It's a way to enjoy and just have a great physical and emotional and mental experience together and spiritual experience too, okay? So if you will treat your wife as a person, you connect with her throughout the day, mentally, emotionally, physically, all that. You serve her throughout the day. You find ways that you can just do something nice for her. You have fun with her through the day, okay? Mentally, emotionally, okay? Spiritually, connect in all those ways. And then you connect sexually as well. You flirt, you have fun, and you turn it into that sexual connection, okay? So that's how you do it. So next week, we're going to talk about, you know, the kind of conclusion of this, of, you know, building up the strength across all these areas. We're going to talk about the strongman system. We're going to review some, some other things as well, learn some new things. Uh, and then if you are wanting to build these strengths to become that man that has these strengths and skills that are attractive to his wife, also that are so important to pass on to your kids, right? To have a good sense of self-worth, to know how to manage your own thoughts, know how to manage your own emotions, to be able to communicate clearly with other people, to understand them, to get to win-win agreements, and then to be able to flirt and have fun and turn sex into something that's amazing and great and connecting between you. That's what the Strongman system will teach you. We have uh, goals that we hit kind of in each of those areas, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, uh, and sexual. And it's just fun. It's a, it's a good time. We have a good time together. So we'll learn about that more next week. And I hope you'll join us. Um, all right, man. So stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.